Tyler. Yes. How AMC tends to uh, kind of hop itself into our weekly news. Yes. Well, weekly like indeed. It looks like they're uh, in this week as well. They're selling a bunch of their theaters in the States. Their Baltic theaters. Yeah. What are their Baltic theaters? I don't know. I actually didn't look into what their Baltic theaters are. I think it's a region. Oh, yeah. So it's not actually in the States, it looks like. It's across Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia. Yeah. Yeah. And this one's just kind of weird. Like, it's just... When I saw the article, I was like, huh. That's that's an odd choice. But I think at the end of the day, it's like theaters need cash. (laughs) Yeah, and they're probably not making much still. No, no. So it's, yeah, it was just a weird one because I don't know why, but I was just like, huh. I didn't know they had theaters in those places. Yeah, I honestly genuinely thought that uh amc was just across america america because like we don't even we don't even have them in canada no no and uh yeah and that was kind of like my thoughts too is i was like oh i i thought this was just like an american theater chain but apparently it is not well maybe it will be i don't know but yeah maybe instead of cine worlds amc will buy cineplex maybe Maybe. But yeah. I know this is just interesting piece of news, I guess, on how the theater industry is, you know, maybe not doing so hot right now. Mm-hmm. You know, but it makes sense. I mean that they're selling off shit that maybe isn't working for them. Yeah. The cash flow. So. It's it's more interesting to me that they actually had a buyer. I mean, $77 million in the grand scheme of a billion-dollar company doesn't seem like a whole lot, but, I mean, nonetheless, someone had to have $77 million to pick up a theater chain, although I imagine that in the Baltic area and those regions, I would have to look it up, but, I mean, maybe COVID's not as bad there, and they're back to being a fairly normalized country, so to them it makes sense, but... Yeah, it could be, and maybe this is a case of maybe there's only, like, one other theater chain company, like, in that area... So it just made sense to be like, yo, do you just want want all of them in this area kind of thing or something? Mm-hmm. Like maybe it was an easy sale in the sense that, like that way, but yeah. Weird, weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Weird also, indeed. Also equally weird. Rocky is getting a director's cut. Like, do you think this is a cash grab or like, do you think there's really a fan outcry that are like, we want a director's cut? I don't know. Cause like, I, 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 I don't know. Like I, if there was fan outcry for this, like I, I probably would have heard it. Cause I love those Rocky movies. Yeah. I haven't heard a damn thing either. Yeah. It's weird. And it looks like, um, they're doing it for the 35th anniversary so i wonder if it's just that's why you know old sly is doing it Mm -hmm. i don't know like what what a director's cut of that looks like it's usually just like the regular movie right with just like a few scenes that initially didn't make it into theatrical release so i mean 
Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's this. It's the 35th anniversary of the film, yeah. and like you know, it is a monumental film for a lot of people and groups and subcultures and whatnot. But yeah, it's one of my favorite ones. So I mean, I get it to an extent. Yeah. I can't imagine the director's cut really being like life altering. I feel like it's just going to be a collector's piece. But that being said, we're also in the day and age where. I mean, at least for me anyway, it's probably been close to a decade since I've actually purchased a yeah. film. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if this is part of two, like coming off of the success of like those Creed movies, right? Because the second, that second Creed movie, you know, was basically a continuation of this yeah. movie, right? You know, with, with Drago and his son. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that's got something to do with it, you know, because that by all accounts did super well. And I thought it was really well done. Um, so I wonder if that has something to do with it too. Yeah. I mean, time will tell. I'll be completely honest. I mean, like I watched the Rocky movies way back in the day, but they were never mind blowing films to me. Nothing where it's like, that's so good. I have to watch it again and again, or like make it a yearly thing or anything. So like probably will completely skip the director's cut. Fair enough. As someone who's seen these movies like countless times, I'll, I'll probably be all over this. So. I got too many movies to watch that I haven't seen yet to go back and watch movies that I have. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But, yeah. Rocky director's cut. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. This is a weird one. I I thought maybe, like, why go, like, the, what is this, the third one in or something? Like, why start with the third, third one for a director's cut? When I do, like, the first or second? Well, it said Rocky IV. That would mean four. Right. Yes. Rocky four. Right. So. Well, if it's the most highly regarded of the Rocky films, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not much for this one other than if you're a fan of Rocky four, you're going to get a director's cut. Mm hmm. So. Yeah. So I, I see Resident Evil is getting a live action Netflix series. Yeah. And I remember we. Uh, we talked about this a few weeks or a month ago when it yeah. was rumored. It was like rumored, I think. And then I think they finally pulled the curtain on it and uh, tweeted out a picture of the script. And uh, it's going to have the showrunners from Supernatural, what I think, which I think is uh, a good thing. Is it though? Like, don't get me wrong. I love Supernatural. Yeah. And I think, and like, I get a whole lot of joy out of it. Yeah. That being said, as much yeah. as I love Supernatural, I let's be real. Going, yeah. It's not the most well written, well run show. Like, yeah, I, I enjoy it, but yeah. it's not winning. It's not winning any em- Emmys, like, no, ever. No, God, no. No. I right. Think, so, like, the thing that, like, I like about it at least is they're getting someone with at least some experience in that kind of supernatural like horror kind of genre like tv wise i i think that's where kind of my excitement of it comes is like oh at least they got someone that kind of knows that stuff you see and i don't know how i feel about that because like i get i get where you're coming from that it comes from that genre mm-hmm. but like does it really translate i mean like we're talking like overall supernatural from like ghosts and demons and spooky stuff like that to yeah. a chemical zombie movie like yeah they're both horror but i mean 
just because you write a really good suspenseful serial killer movie doesn't mean that like you would write the world's greatest zombie movie and vice versa right yeah that is true that is true I don't know. I, I guess I love Supernatural, so I mean, like, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna check this out, and I liked yeah. I liked watching all of the freaking Resident Evil movies, despite the fact that I think it was like after Resident Evil three, they took a very um, Fast and the Furious approach to their fucking franchise. But I would say they took that turn right after one, to be honest. But fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I like those movies for very different reasons, not because they're good, just because they're they're fun garbage um but yeah and another thing they said with this too is it's um gonna be like a completely new story um based in the i guess the resident evil universe so Mm -hmm. it looks like it's gonna take place in like some similar locations and stuff but it's kind of new protagonists i guess yeah I guess my whole my whole concern just comes from the fact that it's Netflix. I mean, they've done yeah. some good things with some of their like suspenseful esque shows. Like The Haunting of Hill House is still one of my favorite horror shows, and I feel like Netflix really knocked it out of the park with that one. And I've heard really good things about like Dark, yeah, and I've whatnot. Heard really good things about that too. But I mean, like I don't know. Like I just Resident Evil to me like is akin to The Walking Dead. Where I feel like you it's you can do it in a lot of places where it's like dark and ominous and kind of gritty. But like I feel like to get the true darkness, it needs to be on HBO. Yeah. And see, I, I also look at this too and go like they are doing really good stuff with that Witcher TV show, which is like mm. kind of a video game show. So like them kind of doing giving that same treatment to Resident Evil, like kind of makes me go like, yeah. Yeah, it, it'd be it'd be great if it was on HBO, but seeing what they've done with that Witcher video game stuff makes me like think that they can totally do this. I like I'm gonna check it out for sure. I just I really hope that it's uh that it's like um a full season dump. Yeah. I'm starting to get really annoyed with streaming services and Dude, they're like, shit. Oh, like we'll that's not that. why I have a streaming service. They will talk about that later. Yes, we will. Uh, um, yeah. Um, so I'm curious about this. I hope they, my one hope is I hope they don't go kind of where the movies went, where it like goes into this really stupid campy, like Fast and the Furious kind of ridiculous shit. Like I, I hope they kind of keep it a little bit more grounded and like granted Resident Evil by itself gets kind of like kind of anime ridiculous in a lot mm-hmm. of its places. So, I mean, you're probably going to have to go there, but I hope that it doesn't go, like, too far into that, like... Yeah, I hope that it's watchable and not just shitty. Yeah, like, I've I've played a handful of those Resident Evil games, and, like, some of that stuff is extremely... would be extremely hard to translate, you know, into a serious show, right? Because there's, you know, these ridiculous fucking twists and turns, you know, Japanese style Capcom story writing, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, but being that they're maybe doing kind of like an original style story where it ties into some stuff, I don't know, maybe they can get away with that, like not relying on that stuff. Yeah, I mean, but definitely, I feel like definitely by going off and like just having it part of the universe, that definitely gives them a whole bunch of uh, creative freedom. 
Yeah, yeah. Which I think is probably the be- the best way to do this, you know, is to not base it kind of on the games, which is kind of what the movies did. I mean, the movies got, got a good chunk away from it. Um, but I think kind of doing their own kind of story is the right move because then they they can kind of do what they want and not have to rely on, oh, shit, we got to tie in this crazy fucking story. Right. Mm-hmm. They can kind no, of pick and absolutely. choose what they want to, like, reference and stuff. So, yeah, I'm curious. Should be interesting nonetheless. Yeah, I think so. Mm, yeah, so I see we're getting a power spinoff, which I'm excited and not excited for simultaneously. Yeah, we're getting four of them. Four spinoffs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I figured... Like I've never seen Power, so I was like, "Oh, okay." But like, yeah. So, so it's are these movies? Are these legit series? Series? Because I see there's like Power Book two, three, four, and Power Book five. So is each one going to be like an hour and a half spinoff movie, or is like Power Book four going to be a full blown series, and Power Book five is going to be a full blown series, or are we calling? These power books are they seasons? I I don't know. Like it says, um, they originally ordered four power spinoffs. Um, so I don't know if that's a case of like, hey, it's one season per thing. I'm just trying to see if they. If yeah, they I'm also just browsing it. through, and it doesn't really say. Yeah, so maybe it could go either way. Or maybe it's like, hey, here's one season or a movie based on it. But I, it I'm getting the, I'm getting the feeling here that each power book is a season because it's saying Power yeah. Book Two Ghost will yeah. debut and it'll be split five episodes, then a break, then five episodes, and that will be that season. Oh, okay. So then I'm guessing Power Book Three Force, yeah, will be a similar thing where it's a ten episode run. So this I can get behind. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I'm alright with that because yeah, initially when I was like. It, this show probably doesn't deserve for prequel fucking series like I don't think any show does well and they're not all prequels oh like the first the power book ghost is a prequel because ghost is the main character and oh, okay. you haven't seen the show have you no no okay so then I won't spoil or anything so then power book three is raising Kanan which oh. is 50 cents character so that would also oh, be okay. a prequel okay but then it's looking like the next one is Influence. But it looks like one of them is going to be... Power Book 4 is called Power. And that one's going to be involving Tommy Egan, who's like one of the main characters. So maybe that maybe they are all prequels, how they all got there. I'd be more curious to see After the where they are now. Yeah, because yeah. like, it's you have so much stuff on your plate, so I'm not going to force this one down you. But like... The, the whole series is, like, good, it's entertaining, and it's captivating. It's like, I think I burned through the entire series in a matter of a couple of weeks. Yeah, maybe Like, I got that into it, Yeah, but it is one of the best series finales yeah. I've watched. Like, yeah. the way it ended, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, That's amazing. That. I, like, I want to watch it because you've, you've talked highly of it a few times, so it's like... <laughs> 
I definitely want so, to check it out at some point. But yeah, it's like I'm definitely into the idea of how Ghost became Ghost and how Kanan became Kanan and how Tommy became Tommy, right? Like to have yeah. series that show like how they all come to be who they are. But considering how that show ended, I definitely want to see a power book that shows like where his fucking son and his daughter are now. Where's Tommy now? Like an after like the fact oh, okay. kind of thing. I'm I'm good with either way. I definitely like I said, I want to see where they are now, but to get prequels to like see how they became who they are. Because like when the show starts, like all these characters are like already well established. Like you just get little tidbits of their background, like, oh, they grew up hustling together and stuff. But like when the show starts, like they already have, for lack of a better term, an empire in place. Oh, okay. So this is just from the sounds of it, maybe expanding on how they got to the yeah. empire. I'm yeah, guessing. that's uh, that's okay. definitely what I'm getting out of this. Okay. Well, it's not too bad then. No, and especially if each book is a, is its own season that focuses yeah. around someone. Like, that's definitely a unique take, right? Like, you get lots yeah. of prequel shows, but it's just one character, like, <clears throat> like Better Call Saul, where it's like a prequel but not a prequel. Yeah. Yeah, I know but, what you're saying there. So. Yeah, but then they have like yeah, but you know, typically a prequel like focuses on the before and then spin-offs focus on like side stuff that kind of either run parallel or after the fact. Like I think this would be interesting where you get to see everything that brings the character into the show prior to the show starting and to do a season for each character. Yeah. That intrigues me. I I like that idea. Yeah, I think it's a smart idea. It's not like hey, we're doing a prequel series about this Tommy dude that's four seasons or whatever. It's like, hey, here's a nice short 10, 10 episodes of kind of how we got to, you know, where he is in power and then they do it for a few other people. I think that's a, I think that's a smart way to do it. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I'm sure I'm pos positive. There's other shows that you could do this with, but this one is, is extremely intriguing just because like these characters that they're doing these power books on, like these are characters that like, you would want to know, you know what I mean? Like oh, there'd okay. be other shows where if they were to take this approach, like I like think Ray Donovan, right? If they were to do yeah. like a, a prequel series where like how Ray became Ray and Bunchy became Bunchy and Terry became Terry. It's like, well, yeah, I'm curious about Ray. I don't really care how Bunchy came to be Bunchy. No. Yeah, exactly. I don't really care what made Terry who he is today. But no. with like, with this, I feel like you definitely would want to know. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's, it seems like they're going about this the right way. And this, like, kind of hearing your thoughts on this kind of makes me want to check out that series a little bit more. And maybe this will give me the excuse to do it before these come out. It was a good series. Well, it looks like the season premiere of Power Book 2 Ghost is already on Stars because I'm seeing adverts on IMDb for it. Oh. Huh. There's a trailer and it says, watch the season premiere on Stars," oh. Or maybe that's saying, like, it, the season premiere is coming soon, maybe. I don't know. Yes, I'm very intrigued, and I, I, given my surprising love for that show, I will, uh, will definitely be watching these as they go. Yeah, yeah, I'm really curious to check that show out at some point. Mm-hmm. So another weird thing, Netflix is gonna let people watch some of their shows for free. Yeah, that's intriguing. Just give them like a little bit of a taste and try to get them hooked. Yep. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Is they're gonna allow, um, what is it here? Stranger Things, uh, Grace and Frankie, Elite, 
Love is Blind, When They See Us, and Our Planet. And then they're doing a few movies. Mm. And it looks like what they're going to do is one episode of each of the series is going to be available. And then um, the movies can be watched in full. But only on a computer or an Android phone. Yeah, which that's... I wonder if that's like some sort of a store issue or or something, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm at, and they would have to. I think it would be just because you're you're gonna have to if you do it on Android. I imagine you'd have to go from a web browser. Yeah, probably on Android because I mean to develop an app solely for this, I imagine would just be too much of a costly mess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's what I take. I'd be more curious. I would assume that when they have these, like, you can watch one episode of this. Is it like, here's one episode, you don't get a picket, and it's the first episode of every one of these shows? I would or assume is, so. Or do you think maybe it's a random episode from all these shows? Or maybe it gives you the choice, like, oh, here's the entire first season of Stranger Things. Pick one, you can watch one. No, that'd gotta, be too hard to track without yeah, an account. think it's just the first episode. Mm -hmm. And then... You know, it, then it says it, after, <clears throat> so like after you've watched the movie or that first episode, then you get like a prompt where it's like, hey, yo, you want to sign up for Netflix? So, I mean, it's an intriguing way to get people into it. That's for sure. Yeah. And like, to be honest, I think there's like absolutely zero downside of Netflix doing this. No, none whatsoever. Right. Other than it might get more people to sub to Netflix. Like, I think this is a totally smart play is like, hey, here is. Here's our most well-done stuff. Um, check an episode out or watch the movie for free. And it's, hey, if you like this shit, sign up. I feel like in this day and age, though, everybody has access to a Netflix account. Like, not everyone has their own. But, like, I honestly don't know anyone, like, personally, that doesn't have their own or access to a Netflix account. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. So I, 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 I mean, I'm sure they'll probably get some numbers off of this, but I don't think it's going to be, I, I don't even think it's going to be a blip on the radar in terms of new subs personally, but I mean, no, no harm, no foul. And they've got absolutely nothing to lose. Like this is, this isn't going to hurt them in any way. This is a super easy thing for them to do. Like there's no downside to this only up. So, I mean, yeah, definitely worth taking a shot at it. Yeah. And that's kind of like what my thoughts are. And like, I wonder if this is them kind of preemptively trying to do stuff as, you know, I think we've talked about it before, like, you know, a couple of years ago, it got to the point where it was like, everyone was cord cutting because cable prices were ridiculous. And now it's starting Still to are. get to the, yeah. And it's, now it's starting to get to the point where it's like, okay, having eight streaming services really doesn't cost anything different than having a full cable subscription. So like, I think in the next few years, you're going to have people start to pick and choose whether, you know, they stay with Netflix or go to an Amazon Prime or... Yeah, no, absolutely. So I wonder if this is them, like, kind of preemptively going like, hey, here's a, a way for you to check out our shit. Um, and if you like it, then maybe pick us over Amazon or on HBO, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's just too many fucking streaming services as it is and... Like I'm, I'm sub to like all the major ones with the exception of like Hulu because we can't get Hulu up here, mm -hmm. but, uh, like it's already too many and like, I would like yeah. to cut some of them. Right. But like, honestly, mm -hmm. like Disney plus, I don't watch a lot of, so I mean, 
Yeah. The only reason I support Disney Plus is because they host Boy Meets World and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. And sometimes I just want to live in nostalgia. And they have like high, like they're good quality ones, right? Like on the internet and on different other streaming sites and stuff like that. They're like straight VHS rips. So they're the sound is bad. And so for that reason alone, I probably would keep Disney. But I mean, if they ever like pulled that from their constant library, I would have no reason to stick with Disney. Yeah. Because like, don't really care about it. The one I want to get rid of the most is honestly Crave, but they have me by the goddamn balls because that's the only way to sub to HBO in Canada. Yeah. yeah and I'm not fair. letting go of HBO. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I wonder once, like, as they're starting to merge, you know, everything into that fucking HBO Max. You gotta think HBO Max will eventually make its way up to Canada, or maybe there's a weird... Uh, fucking telecom deal with hbo because there is yeah so that's probably the reason why is i would love nothing more than for that contract to expire and bell go yeah we'd like to renew and hbo go no we're good yeah yeah nobody want to sell our subscription service up there because yeah the only reason crave takes my money is because i have to sub to base crave and then pay an additional 10 bucks on top of that to sub to hbo yeah so like my crave is twenty some dollars a month because you can't get HBO without the the base that is crave. Terrible. Yeah, brutal. Terrible. But yeah, good good play Netflix. Uh, I'd be interesting to see. They don't really typically release numbers, but I'd be curious to see after doing that if they released any data like off of our preview Netflix. This is how many subs we've been gaining. Yeah, yeah, I'd be curious too. Um, yeah, but smart play. Like I, mm-hmm. I think it's like we said, there's zero downside to them doing this. So why the hell not? Why not? And another fucking why not news. The Fresh Prince is getting an unscripted reunion at HBO Max. Yeah, I see that. The only thing like I personally don't care about this and probably won't watch it. But no, me neither. The fact that it's going to be hosted on HBO Max gives me a little bit of hope that maybe this Fresh Prince, um, like reboot the the drama series, will be an HBO Max drama series. You got to think so. You got to think so. That's what I'm hoping for. Like that's to me, that's the best part about reading that they're doing this unscripted reunion. It's like, okay, well, if you're making deals or if HBO owns the library, then hopefully that means that yeah. that's where it's going to go. Well, and I think the uh, the rights to Fresh Prince are probably still under the the WB umbrella. So, I mean, that's the case of that show. Probably, would uh, that Fresh Prince reboot show would either be a CW show or an HBO show? And to be honest, I think it's equally as possible that it hits CW as it does HBO. God, I hope not. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just want sure. everything to be on HBO so that way that everyone has free reign to do whatever they want. Yeah, that is true. Give me all the unnecessary nudity you want. Yes. Even though we don't need it and it makes no sense story-wise, toss it in. Yeah, throw it in. But, like the good old days of Skinamax. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> but yeah, like kind of at this face value, like I, I kind of don't give a fuck about this. Kind of like that Friends like reunion like i'm just like cool like i'm sure there's people that are really gonna like this but 
Well, it's definitely a trend. The like, I'm sure you've noticed it as well as I have these days. That it's like that's the fucking trend, right? Like yeah. for a while, the trend in Hollywood, and I shouldn't say for a while, because it still is, is like Hollywood's out of ideas, so they're just constantly rebooting old movies and old television shows. Yeah. But it seems like since COVID, it's been like this season of like reunions, like yeah. the Friends reunion and the Scott Pilgrim reunion and the Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like it's a script read and or reunion. Yeah, and I think that's also a part of like it's it's super cost effective to do it, um, and it doesn't take a whole lot of time to do it either, right? So it's it's almost a no brainer that way, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> it's good bang for your buck. Yeah. So it's, I wonder how many more of these we're going to get. Probably, Probably at least another five or six before the, before the end of the year. Yeah. You got to, and you got to think like that NBC Peacock service, there's probably going to be an office one or something or like a Parks and Recs one. Well, they already did a Parks and Recs oh, one. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. So yeah, the office is probably next. Yeah. So. I, yeah. I mean, interesting news, not overly, like, dying to see it. It is what it is. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I'm sure this will get a few people into that HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and I see we have a season two premiere date for The Mandalorian. Yes, end of October, and I'm really excited for this. I still have to watch the first season. Yeah, fair enough. I really liked that first season. And so I'm really excited for the second season. So it looks like it's kind of, kind of go some places with some of the lore, like Star Wars lore that hasn't been done yet. Mm-hmm. That first season was really well done. So I'm, uh, I'm really excited about this and I'm glad, like, I want to say like, it, it's basically one year in between seasons. So, which is nice. It's nice and quick in between seasons, so. Yeah, definitely, like, not a whole bunch of time has passed. No, and that's, like, part... Not like the... What's that? I I said, like, part of the reason why they're able to churn these over so quick is is a bunch of the tech they're using on that show. Like, they don't use... I think I've talked about this before, but they don't use any green screens. Like, all the shit is basically rendered in real engine, and they just put it on a fucking screen and act in front of it. Yeah, which is pretty slick. Yeah, it's nice when there's a nice turnaround time. Like having to wait like almost two years for another season of Westworld. Yeah, yeah. Like, and probably realistically, I'm gonna have to wait another two for the next season. Just mm-hmm. hurts me so much. Yeah, pretty much. So it's so yeah, like they they didn't have a trailer or anything with this or anything like that, but uh, just kind of a date, which I'm like totally cool with because that's that's coming up quick. Mm-hmm. So two months away. I'm totally all right with this. I really liked that first season. So yeah, that gives me lots of time to catch up. Yeah, and it's it's short. Like I don't even know if it's a full eight episodes. Oh, well I then. Think it's what is it? Yeah, I don't think it's um, very long at all. I want to say it's like maybe six or seven. Oh, no, yeah, that ain't too bad. It's eight. It's eight. eight still isn't a crazy number. No. No. So it's... Uh, yeah, it's good. It's solid. It uh, it went back to the old school good Star Wars where it's just like small tight-knit stories that aren't these 
sweeping fucking stories that kind of get away from themselves. It's just a nice, good story taking place on a planet. So, yeah. All right, then. And in other news, Dancing with the Stars released their lineup. Yes, as soon as I saw this, I was like, you must be so fucking excited. Yeah, like, well, I'm excited because, um, first off, they don't have any politicians, which is good, because the last few seasons they've dumped a bunch of them in, and that has really sucked. Um, and it seems like they they actually kind of got, like, some decent-ass people, uh, aside from, like, some of their regulars that they usually get. Like, there's always some aging sports players and some Olympic people and usually one or two people from an ABC reality show. But, yeah. Actually, yeah, I never, uh, I honestly didn't even look at um, any of the other cast. I, I just saw Carol Baskin and Nelly and, like, that's pretty yeah. much where I stopped. Yeah, and that's, like, the big... Um, like, those are the big names, pretty much, is, like, those two. And then they got a member of the Backstreet Boys, I guess. Um, and then they got someone from The Bachelorette, like they always do. And then they got some Olympic people and some old sports people. A Disney Channel kid. So. All right, then. It seems like a, it seems like a solid lineup. Um, if Carol Baskins doesn't have a live tiger when she dances, then I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed. You know, I feel like at one point they would have to work that in, given who she is. Yes, uh, that's what I was thinking. I was like, if they do not have a live tiger somewhere on that set uh, during one of these, like, it's... Why? Why even have her on? Yeah. Like, uh, it just seems like you need to have that. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm, I'm excited about this. It premieres like a week from now. Um, I'm really curious to check this out. Um, although I'm still salty as fuck that uh, the hosts are gone. But so I'm really curious to know how it works without them. Fair enough. But at least it seems like they got a decent cast, which we'll see once they start dancing. Well, I mean... Have like, you can have all the crazy name people, but if they're not dancing all that good, then it doesn't really matter. Well, keep me uh, keep me posted on it, because I certainly won't be watching. <laughs> yeah, I figured I figured as much. So th this was definitely a me story, and I just wanted to talk about it. So I figured you would just not, not really care about this one at all. So Yeah, no, not on my uh, high priority list, but interesting nonetheless. Yes, I will. Uh, I will keep everyone informed if there is a live tiger or not. <laughs> and then, yeah, Jason Statham and Guy Ritchie doing a spy thriller. Yeah, and I saw this, and uh, my first thought was, uh, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> yeah, I can get behind this. I like Guy Ritchie. Yeah, I, Guy Ritchie is one of my favorite directors. Um, I love like all this stuff. I know he's kind of hit or miss with a lot of people, but because uh, he's got well, a very specific kind of style, right? Yeah, and I'll be honest, the gentleman like was enjoyable, but I I feel like it wasn't the best. Yeah, and I still haven't watched it yet. I I have it, and I I've been meaning to watch it. I just haven't got around to it. Um, but yeah, like I'm a big fan of him. 
Like, I really mm-hmm. like his style of directing and writing. Like, it's very, you're either going to like it or you're not. Yeah, um, for sure. And if you like it, then, like, it's, it doesn't really change too much. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for this because, yeah, Jason Statham and Guy Ritchie teaming up again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious who else ends up in this. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I'm curious if some of the... Yeah, I'm curious who else. Because he he always... You gotta think Charlie Hunnam is probably gonna pop up because he's been in his last few. But I'd be curious who, who else pops in. Because the cast for his movies are always usually really good. So. Yeah, I, th- I think either which way it goes about, it's gonna be it's gonna be an enjoyable flick. Yeah, and this seems like it's still very early on, so we don't have too many details. Just kind yeah. of like a, hey, we're doing this, and I was like, fuck yeah, I can get behind this. Mm-hmm, for sure. So yeah, there's really not much else to this one other than, hey, we're getting another Guy Ritchie movie. Mm-hmm. And what else do we got here? The Godfather gets a re-edit and a theatrical release. Just part three. You know, I've honestly, I'm surprised that there hasn't been a moment where they're like, we're going to like update, like re-edit, like, you know, like with better coloring and stuff like that and like fix the audio and stuff like that. So it's a higher quality film and like re-release all three Godfathers. Yeah. 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 It's weird that they're just doing three, but I mean, three is, you know, I think if you were to take the audience and kind of critical like consensus is like three was the weakest one Um, yeah i have heard that so it's i mean if you're gonna do a director's cut um and it says they're gonna redo like the ending and the beginning of it um seems like it's gonna have like a totally different ending so that'll be interesting i'm gonna have to go back and rewatch them because like i watched them but so long ago i don't really remember much yeah and and they're kind of like um trying to sit down and watch the lord of the rings like they're lengthy movies so it's like if you're going to watch them you kind of need you kind of need to set away like three plus hours for one of the movies right yeah so it's um so yeah it's i wonder if they're doing three is because a lot of people had some issues with three so maybe he's just like hey we'll change up the beginning and the ending and rearrange some stuff and let's fix it yeah maybe there's a cut in there that that makes it on par with the other two i'm guessing i feel like no matter what they do they're not going to be able to please fans no and you you pretty much never can no Um, but yeah like it's just this one i when i read this i was like what like okay i this is a movie i never thought would get uh get a re-release and a fucking i guess director's cut mm-hmm. like it's i i didn't think they would uh do this so well here's hoping that they actually like redeem themselves a little bit with it like i yeah. like considering it's the most loathed by the fans of the franchise and like regarded as the worst of all three if they did a brand new ending and a brand new start of the film and then re-released it and the fans were like this is fucking worse i don't know how i don't know how you did this but you made the shittiest movie shittier yeah 
Yeah, and like I don't think people say it's like a shit movie, but I think they did no. just like this is not the caliber of the first two. The shittier um, of the three, I should I should say. Yeah, because you know that's the Godfather movies. I mean, they're they're praised universally as some of the greatest movies, right? Um, yeah. I, my one hope with this is I hope they do a theatrical release of all three, because then I can watch all three of them in theaters. That would be pretty slick. I feel like. And I, I I could be wrong in this regard, but like my head kind of is is thinking they probably have because there's no I doubt that they're going back and refilming for a new ending and a new beginning, right? So this is coming off of all already footage that they already have, and they're just going to tweak it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all footage they have. Yeah. So so that being said, how much of this is like okay, this was regarded as the worst of the trilogy. Let's tweak it a little bit. And we'll get people interested in in it again. And we're doing the third one because that means people are going to be like, oh, it's been a while. I have to go back and watch the first two. And then that's going to be a draw to get people to watch the first two again. Yeah, it could be. It's a smart money play. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's. Uh... Yeah, I, I'm curious to see what this looks like. And kind of same as you, like it's been so long since I've watched watched the originals mm-hmm. that I, I really need to go through them again. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really curious about this. Like I'm curious what the new footage is and stuff like that. So yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, we were talking about it before, but there's another cast to reunite for a virtual table read. Yeah. The princess bride. Princess Bride, which I get is a timeless classic. It's a cult classic. It's highly regarded. It's highly quoted. It's a lot of people's nostalgic favorite movie. I've seen it a bunch of times when I was younger. Couldn't tell you what it is in now. Fair enough. Yeah. That being said, I can't say that like this has got me on maximum hype levels here. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. Um, like I, I enjoy that movie as a like kind of a cult classic movie, but but I'm not also like one of the diehard fans where I'm just like this is the greatest movie ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like this is a totally serviceable um, cult movie that I'll if it's on I'll watch it, um, kind of thing. So and it's this weird thing where they're doing it to fundraise for a political party too, which is kind of weird. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, so it's And I also feel like I mean then there's no Andre the Giant too, right? Which also yeah. kinda Yeah. And I wonder So the motivation is kinda like tarnishing yeah. the excitement a little bit. Yeah, in my mind, like Yeah, in my mind it's not their and I mean the motivation for them I'm sure is is as pure as they want, you know, because they're doing it for whatever they think is right. But yeah, I know, like, but I don't if... give a shit about your fucking politics. Like, yeah, and it's interesting because, like, I haven't read too much into this, so I'm sure there's some there's some outrage. I mean, like, yeah. it's one thing to do this in the name of a charity, right? Like, yeah. nobody's gonna get mad at you for raising money for charity. Oh, yeah. But you're doing it as like a one night special event to raise money for the Democratic Party. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people down in the States who are on, like, the Republican side who feel slighted. Yeah. 
because yeah. you know a lot of people use movies as an escape from reality yeah, and now exactly. you're now you're very much making this movie and everyone associated with it a political thing and that just kind of yeah it takes away a bit of the magic yeah i i i fully agree because you know it's like i said i don't i don't give a shit about you know politics you know but you know you gotta think it's like you said someone in you know another side would be like well shit it, i i can't really go watch this mm-hmm. you know or whatever like that kind of sucks like yeah yeah, not yeah, the smartest play in my mind, but I mean, to yeah. each their own. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if this is going to be a live stream thing that you're going to be able to watch after or not. Um, it says it's a one night only virtual table read, so you got to think there's going to be a way to maybe watch it after the fact. Hopefully. Um, yeah, I don't know, cause I, well, I probably wouldn't watch it either way, but I sure shit, I'm not going to carve out time to watch it live. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. Um, I'm sure if someone really wants to watch it, I bet there's going to be a way to watch it after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you're that big of a diehard and you don't want to pay their political party, um, I'm sure you can find it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. It's a weird one, but it's like you said, these kind of script reads are all the rage now, so... Yeah, I'm just waiting for the next one. Yeah, yeah. Well, in other news that I just added here. Yeah. The sequel, the not sequel, but sequel to The Haunting of Hill House is coming out in the not too distant future. And I am so fucking excited. Yes, I got to watch that first season. I haven't got around to it yet. I've been meaning to because it's just one season. It was so good. It was like just so good. And like... My fiance, who hates horror movies, even she, like, although scared at times, thoroughly enjoyed it. Pretty into it, yeah. Yeah, and I really like the idea that they're taking a very... Because, like, the way the first one ended, it's like, I want more of this, but, like, I feel like, how do you carry on with this story, right? Like, this story has drawn to its conclusion. Like, I'm sure you could get creative and do a sequel to it, but, like, I wasn't sure how about they would do it. But I definitely liked the way it was filmed and the characters yeah. and all that stuff. So this new one, instead of being the haunting of Hill House, it's the haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah. So like, it's not a direct sequel, but like, it's a they're doing it very much like a more American horror story, yeah. even so much to the point where a lot of the original cast are coming back to play new roles in the new yeah. season. Yeah. Which I thoroughly enjoy it's one of my favorite things about american horror stories every season is its own story yeah it's the same people but they play different characters so i'm yep just so fucking hyped about this yeah i i think that's a real smart play for this and i think i'm probably gonna end up checking this uh this show out once i'm done with american horror story (laughs) if if this is the way they're gonna go then uh yeah i'll check this out very excited just wanted to throw that in there yeah, so do they, I'm trying to see, uh, do they have a release date? I don't see an official release date yet. There's just like a teaser trailer out for it, but that's all we've got so far. It doesn't look like, oh, yeah, October 9th. That doesn't surprise me, going into that Halloween month. Yeah, and real quick, too, so so we'll get that nice and soon. Mm-hmm. So excited. 
Yeah, I'm. I want to check out that show even more now that they're gonna kind of go that route of hey, each season is a different story, but mm-hmm. with, you know, kind of the same actors, and here's some kind of nifty kind of lore tidbits that may be tied together. I I think when that's done well, I think it's cool. So. Yeah, couldn't be couldn't be more excited. So I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. All right, so on to what we got burning through this this past week, eh? Yeah, you watched a bunch. I watched a ton of movies. There was because yeah. my friend was visiting for the week, mm-hmm. and so we would do a bunch of stuff during the day. And at night, we was just like, okay, we're exhausted from hiking and running around and doing all that stuff, so we would just burn off movies. Yep. So the one night we went and saw Tenant. Yes. Tell me about I... Tenant without giving anything away. Uh, disappointing. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I was I was disappointed. Okay. Uh. Can you say why without giving anything away? Uh yes. Okay. Yes, I can. Okay. The problem with Tenant, like the and like everything about the movie was fantastic. Like the the plot was really interesting. And like the cinematography and like all of that stuff, the soundtrack fit really well. Uh, Robert Pattinson and Washington just absolutely crushed their roles. Like it was a slam dunk on so many fronts. Yeah. The problem with it was uh, the speed of the movie, I guess. Oh, like pacing? Yes. It was, it, they paced it too fast. Oh, like way too fast. Like, as soon as the film starts, like it quite literally hits the ground running. Huh. And like it's very, very quick. Things are happening. They have quick conversations and then it cuts right to the next scene. Like he'll be like, Oh yeah, well, yeah, okay, I guess I'm gonna have to talk to this person. Boom. Cut scene, he's in a mansion talking to that person. Oh. Like it's incredibly fast paced and it ha- everything happens very, very quickly. And like when you actually get a moment to sit down and rethink about everything that happened to that film and digest what's actually going on, then it's not terrible. But when you're actually watching it in the moment and you're trying to figure things out as they are happening, it's too fast. Oh, okay. And it makes it confusing. So there were several parts where like both me and my friend are like, Wait, okay, what did he just say? Or or what what did I just miss there? Where are they going? Why are they here? Because it's oh. it's very fucking fast, very rapid fire, right up until like three quarters of the way through, and then things kind of like slow down and you start getting a little bit more like explanation as to what's going on, and you kind of get a moment to catch up. But like they're doing like a one mile sprint and you know, a hundred, a hundred freaking meters from the finish line, they slow down, but you're still at like the 200 meter mark. Like you're oh. still so far behind. So by the time things slow down and you start getting some explanations, you're now trying to process what they're saying there, but then also still trying to apply that and figure out everything and piece it together. What was happening before then. And then they get to like the last, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes and they're fucking full on sprinting again. Huh? That's weird because I feel like the majority of like Christopher Nolan's movies are fast paced, but at the same time he he does it very well where he gives the audience times in that movie to kind of like understand what's going on and then get back into it. 
no, not in this case. In this one, it just seems like he just kind of expects you to keep going. Yeah, and I honestly, at, at, after walk, walking away from that movie, I felt I felt stupid because there was a lot of stuff that wasn't connected for me, and I was like, okay, maybe I'm just like losing my fucking touch or something. And my friend turned to me and was like, wow. They didn't waste any fucking time with any of that. That was way too fast. Huh. And I was like, oh, okay, I felt the same. Huh. And then we both decided to go online and see what the general like reviews were and what people were saying about it. And that seems to be the general consensus from a lot of people that, that it was just way too fast paced. Okay. And honestly, it feels like, because there's a lot of stuff in order for that movie to make sense, he needs to include certain plot points and certain like things yeah. so that you do understand it, right? Of course, yeah. And what it felt like was because that movie's like two and a half hours long. Yeah, no, it's it's great. yeah, it's not a short movie. So it feels like he planned this whole movie out so that you would have a good understanding and would be able to follow along very well. And then once he got to that point and had everything edited, the movie was four hours long, and he's like, "Oh shit, I got to yeah. cut an hour and a half out of this." So he chopped out all the stuff that he figured he could do without, but in so. It's literally just action to action to action to action. And not like action in like the sense like firing guns and explosions, not necessarily like an action sequence, but just like the dialogue and everything. Like it it happens very quickly and it happens immediately. And oh, okay. there's not a lot of time for one to be like to to slow down and take a breath and oh, catch what's okay. going on. So like it it was a good movie, yeah. but it was it was too much. I feel like okay. for someone to to actually thoroughly enjoy that movie for everything it, it has to offer and you to truly like a, a rewatch almost. Yeah. At, at least one more time. Like I would almost think you would have to like ideally back to back, you'd have to watch it okay. and then turn around and watch it again because then, cause you're so busy focusing on one thing that you miss all these other little fucking things that happen in the background too. Right. So like if yeah. you watched it once and you picked up on all this, and when you go back and watch it a second time immediately following your first screening of it, you're not focusing on those things anymore because you already have them in your head. Yeah. And I feel like that that's a big part of his movies, but I feel like it almost seems like this one is like he's maybe doubling down on that when he shouldn't. Well, and so like if you were to think think to like um Inception, right? Mm-hmm. So like solid movie, lots of questions. A guy would go back and they would pick up on things they didn't notice before yeah. and it would just enrich the ex experience, For right? Sure, yeah. Yeah. This isn't like that. I mean, yes, if you went back and watched it, it would enrich the experience, but I'm saying you need to go back and rewatch it not to enrich the experience, but to get the original experience. Oh. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, it this, like, again good movie, but it was it was too fast. That is uh, not what I thought I would hear about that movie. That's interesting. I, yeah, we both walked out and we were like super hyped to see that movie. And both of us were like, well, like, yeah, it was a good movie. And when you kind of get everything, like it's phenomenal. And like the amount of effort and time and thought that went into that script. Yeah. Phenomenal. But oh, yeah. they just, they paced it way, huh. way too quickly. And it leaves you at the end. Like, this was the best analogy I could come up with when I was trying to explain to him how I felt about it. It's as if you're busy building a puzzle, right? And you get the border. Most people build a border of a jigsaw puzzle first, right? Yeah. And then you start filling in the pieces. 
And then you get to the end, and or not to the end, but you get to a point where, like, if you stand back and look at it, you can see the whole puzzle. You see that it's a dog in a field with a red barn, but yeah. there's, like, seven or eight pieces that are missing. Like, yeah. you don't need them there because you still you understand and can see what the overall picture is, mm-hmm. but you're missing those little pe- individual detailed pieces. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. So I'm I'm on the fence about it. It hmm. it was a good movie, but I just based on the pacing and the fact that I have to, I like I have to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. I don't know if I would say that it's I don't think I would rate it higher than something like Inception hmm. or his Dark Knight trilogy for that matter. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I really want to watch it at some point. I don't know when I'll get around to it or not, but that's interesting hearing that. So I'm I'm curious about that now. Yeah, well, and if you if you're lucky enough to watch it in the comfort of your home, I recommend like just hitting pausing, the end. <laughs> hitting pause a couple times even. Oh, and just like kind of thinking about what's going on. Yeah, and just like process it because like there's a lot of like he based. We looked it up after, and like the I, I guess the division of science is it's it's physics. It's like astrophysics or whatever okay, or particle yeah. physics. So, like, everything that this is based on, like, the inverted is actually, like, stuff that people have written papers about. Like, it's not necessarily, like, 100% proven, but there is some science, like, with the Large Hadron Collider, when they smash two atoms together, they get a particle that comes out that they don't know what it is, but it's inverted. And this takes a lot. This movie is based off of a lot of that. So, it is science-based to an extent, but very loosely science-based. I feel so like there's that's just most of his movies, though. Like most yeah. of his movies are rooted in some sort of like, hey, this is kind of possible in some. Oh, in for some sure, for sure. Imagination. So, but like, this is stuff that if you had a whole day to sit down and research what like an yeah. inverted particle is, you would be super confused. Yeah. So to base an entire world around it with lots going on and stuff like that, and then oh, shove it yeah. into two and a half hours, like, yeah, you need the time. Yeah, we're. Like I feel like, uh, like when you watch Inception, like they they had a few moments where they kind of really took you know three or four minutes and really kind of dumbed down what they were doing. So yeah, you don't get that. Went oh okay, I I kind of get I get the general gist of that. You know, where it seems like maybe they kind of expect you to know that already in this movie. You get like one scene where like Robert Pattinson is kind of explaining stuff while they're in a fucking sea can. And he, like, very briefly explains it because, you know, they've got shit to do. So, like, he starts to kind of explain it, but it's not, like, uh, explain like I'm five. Like, it's still a pretty high-level explanation, and you're still left going, I kind of get what you're saying, but that still doesn't make rational and logical sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, it it was a good movie, and I like Christopher Nolan, but it was was a lot. I feel like if he could have had, like, another hour with that film... Right. Then that would be a completely different story. And honestly, I feel like it would completely change the tone of that film for the better. But due to, I'm assuming, time restrictions, it's just a lot coming at you incredibly fast. And I'm not a dummy either. Like, I mean, like I've taken like advanced physics in college and stuff like that for this stuff. So like, like, I don't know. I feel like compared to some people, I pick up on things and learn things easier. But like, even I like walking away from that film was like, yeah, I get the point. I understand how this happened. I understand how that happened, but I still had so many questions and so much confusion. Hmm. 
Interesting. And that's how I felt about Tenant. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I didn't think that would be the issue with it, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. I'm, I'm sure it won't take you too long before you end up watching it, because it is a good movie, but I, yeah. I, I feel like when you f- sit down and watch it too, you'll be like, okay, I know what he's talking about. Like, the yeah. first half an hour, like, there's no pause. Like, it's fucking go, 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 go. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep, yep. And then we went and saw New Mutants. Oh, yes. How was that? Fuck, how long did they delay that movie? Five, six years? Yeah, it's been sitting in a vault somewhere for a long time. Yeah, might as well just left it there. <laughs> Honestly... Uh, when I've seen any of the trailers for that, that was kind of the impression I got from that. I was like, man, I have no urge to fucking watch that at all, and I don't think it looks all that good. <laughs> oh, it was, like, the theaters here, there's three Cineplex theaters, like, in my general area. Yeah. All three of them are playing Tenant, New Mutants, and Unhinged. Like, oh, that's yeah. it. So, like, oh. those were our movie selections. Okay, that's fair enough. But, yeah, it was... Uh... It was slow. I understand, like, they're the new mutants, so you have to do the the character development. Yeah. But I felt like there was too much character development, and then, like, all of that just is, like, a slow process leading up to, you know, like, the pivotal moment in the story and, like, the big battle and stuff like that, and it kind of ends not that exciting like the big fight battle scene or whatever was pretty short-lived given like how much build-up there was and wait time to get to that moment okay and yeah they so they like they all have powers right but like you don't see or know what her power is until like the last like the main chick until the last 30 minutes of the film macy williams power is it might as well not even be a power. Like, it's utterly useless and doesn't really help them in any regard throughout the entire film. Like, she just... She has the ability to turn into a fucking wolf. Oh. Or, like, a werewolf. Like, bigger than oh. a, a normal wolf. But she's just a giant fucking dog. So it doesn't really help anything. The most intriguing character... I can't remember her name, but, like, she's got some cool powers. But, like, you don't really see the full capability of that till the very end. And then... The two dudes in there, one refuses to use his powers till the very, very end. You know, they all have traumatic backstories. They're all there because they couldn't control their powers and someone got hurt. So, like, he won't even use his powers till the end. And then the other dude's powers, he just, like, basically turns himself into a ballistic missile and he doesn't really fucking use it either. It's actually, I'd have to look it up because I'm not 100% positive, but I'm pretty confident it's the dude from um, Stranger Things. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like, want to say, I want to say I saw someone from Stranger Things in one of those trailers. Yeah, Char- Charlie Heaton. That's got to oh, okay. be him. Yeah, that is him. He plays John Jonathan oh, in okay, Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah. Yep. And his character in New Mutants is like some dude from like, I don't know, Alabama or like the Southern states. Okay. Yep. His accent drove me nuts because oh, it was good. a it was a heavy Southern accent. But, like, you could tell, like, when he was talking in the movie, he talked very slowly and didn't say a whole lot because he obviously could not speak in that accent fluidly. Oh, yeah. So the whole time I'm watching that movie, I'm focusing on his, yeah, on his stupid fucking voice because he doesn't speak a whole lot because you can tell he doesn't, he can't do a strong accent as, as an actor. Yeah. 
it's it's always a shame when you see actors try to do an accent that they can't and it's like at that point almost don't even do it but yeah if well if you can't do it right don't do it yeah and like he's he's um british right so like yeah. he's a british accent in real life it's like it can be challenging enough honestly for like you oh, know yeah. australians sure, yeah. british people french people whatever to do an american accent but to do like a southern american accent and i mean like a thick yeah well, thick go... southern draw fucking accent yeah. yeah huh weird so yeah all in all i felt pretty bored throughout the whole movie nothing yeah. really exciting happens till the end and the excitement at the end wasn't enough to justify how incredibly slow the rest of the movie was yeah so like I don't know. Yeah, and it's like I said, I I had no fucking urge to watch that movie to begin with. Um, so like I was never gonna watch it. But kind of hearing what you're saying just kind of cements that like eh, I'm probably never gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, don't rush out. If it comes up in passing one day and you're bored and it just happens to show up, maybe yeah, sure, maybe. But like, don't go out of your way. Yeah, I I wouldn't. It was pretty disappointing, and it's unfortunate because like it would have been a cool link into the rest of the Marvel world because like they mention, oh, do they the the X Men in there? Oh, okay, yeah. and like the psychiatric hospital they're in is owned by like the Essex Cor- Essex Corporation. Okay, yeah, which like in the Marvel universe, like basically hires mutants to like work for them as like assassins and stuff like that. So like it's yep. it in the grand scheme of things, it would have been a really good and cool link. How they're trying to link the X-Men Marvel Universe with the New yeah. Mutants Marvel Universe. But like everything else was just so fucking bad that it pulls away from that. And I'm positive it's going to get slammed hard yeah. theatrically. Especially yeah. given that people still aren't really going to theaters. So like I don't see anything coming to this movie ever again. Yeah. It seems like maybe they had some ideas but just couldn't fulfill on any of them. Yeah, and honestly, given like what we have now in terms of like movies, especially superhero movies, like if they would have actually released this film five years ago, it might have been a different story and it might have been received a little critically. But now, like now, when the bar is higher, yeah, the bar is so much higher that this it this thing doesn't even come close. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, but well, I like see you finally mutants. Yeah, pretty much. But I see you finished the first season of Horror Story. I did, yeah. And thoughts uh, so far? I really liked it. I I thought it was really interesting where they went with that. Um, yeah, with uh, kind of how they did some of the ghost people where it's like, hey, they can never leave the house and they can be seen only when they want to be seen. I thought some of that stuff was really cool. Kind of oh yeah, just just wait till you get to these like last couple seasons where they link back to the murder house and yeah. you hear more about its background and the people in there. Fuck me. Yeah, and even like a lot of the background they touched on uh like in that first season a lot of it was really well done. Um and shit like that. Like I really <clears throat> I really liked that like a bunch of the backstories and stuff. Like I thought were were extremely well uh written and done. Um yeah, I liked it and I liked how they kind of didn't just focus on like those main people they uh, actually focused on like a bunch of people that had owned the house and stuff like that and and they ended chasing off a family you know from living there i thought that was a really really solid season finale of like mm-hmm. them just fucking with a family to get them out because they need yeah. to just fucking tear them apart um i thought that that part was really well done um but yeah i was i really enjoyed that first season um 
I'm on board with that, Joe. I think it's really well done. It is. Um, and again, you're going to hit some lows, but you're going to yeah. hit some highs for sure. Yeah. So and like I, se- season two, is that that's uh, Asylum? Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. two, maybe three episodes in. So not that far. Um, but so far, I'm really liking it. I Yeah, Asylum, I really like too. It was Covent I wasn't overly a big fan of. Oh, okay. Yeah, Asylum seems like they're going to go into some like real weird places. Like there's some, there was fucking aliens, you know, in the, like the yeah. first episode. I was like, what? I was like, okay, I'm on board for this. Um, it seems yeah, like that's... there's going to be some exorcist kind of stuff with it too. Yeah, it, more, it mostly focuses on the, once you get into it, like the demon-y type stuff. Like the alien yeah. thing, I think, has like a, a recurring thing in that season, but I don't think it's really ever talked about going oh, into yeah. any of the other seasons. Yeah, that's fair. Um but yeah, so far I'm I'm on board with the second season. Like, I think the the actors and stuff that they're bringing back um, in the different seasons, I think that's working good um, so far. Um, yeah, yeah, I I quite quite enjoy it. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I really like that first season. The second season seems to be off to a, a super strong start too. Like I said, I'm only like two episodes in, so I'll yeah probably have it finished by next week. We'll see. Um, I, th- I think the next one is Carnival. Yeah, I believe so. Which was an okay season. Yeah. I didn't overly enjoy that season that much, but they introduced a character in that season called Twisty the Clown. Okay, yep. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, I'm just looking up what the seasons are. And I'm like totally... Uh, like being that I'm going into this knowing that like hey oh. some of these um some of these seasons maybe aren't the greatest I'm totally on board with like okay this is what this is the season that I'm just gonna throw on while I do stuff. Mm. Yeah, my my bad. Season three is the Coven. It's the witch one. Oh, okay. Which yeah, that one I didn't overly care for, but pay somewhat attention to that one because a lot of those characters play a big role in season eight or nine oh. in apocalypse in apocalypse. Yeah. Season eight, they come back and they're pretty prominent in season eight. Okay. So is the third season kind of like almost like Salem witch hunt type stuff? Yeah. It is based in like in modern day times, but like around, uh, I can't remember what they call them. It's like a head witch. Oh Yeah. And like they do date back to like the same witch trials, but now it's kind of like like Professor X's school for the gifted. It's like a school for like young witches. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So that one was mediocre, and season four is the carnival one, which, other than Twisty the Clown, was pretty pretty meh. But like, do you remember the Drew Carey show? Yeah. You remember Drew Carey's brother? In oh, that okay. show, yeah, yeah, he plays Twisty the Clown, oh. and like, like oh. it's the creepiest fucking oh, clown. Oh, you looked at video. a picture? Yeah, yeah, he's oh. terrifying. Fuck. And he actually, I, I can't remember. He, I'm sure he's been in other seasons, but he has a very prominent role in season nine, which is the 1984. Yeah. Camp one, he plays Mr. Jingles, a serial killer in that one. Yeah. I'm really excited for the season nine. I can't wait for season fucking ten. I'm like, I'm sitting here dying. Dude, but have it's... they announced like what season ten, like what the theme of it is gonna be? No, not yet. No. 
But I, like, I don't know, man. They got to shoot for the stars because that 1984 season was so fucking good. Yeah. It was so good. And it's just, like the more I think about like them casting the same people in every season, it's genius because when they want to like, oh, you know what? We need to link this to season three. They already have the actor, right? Like they don't have to bring anyone back. Yeah. Other than when they bring back, what's his name? Scott McDermott. Yeah. They call him back in a couple different seasons because he's not a regular throughout the whole series, but yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh, I liked that first season more than I thought I would, and I'm totally on board with this show. So, I uh, yeah. I'm excited to keep going with it. And... Yeah, the first and second are are good. Three and four are just they're okay, but then it yeah. starts picking up steam again once they hit season five and on. It starts to get real good again. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to keep watching it. It's, it's got my attention, um, so I'm definitely gonna keep up with it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, there's my blurb on American Horror Story. So you watched the boys? I take it already. Uh, two episodes. I haven't finished the three that are out yet. What? Um, oh man, two last night or the night before? We sat down and we watched all fucking three. Yeah, I think it was. Friday night I watched two and then I went to bed or something like that. So I'll probably watch the other one tonight. But uh, yeah, it's good. It's more of the boys, right? Yeah, I'm super happy. I'm surprised though too because I thought given that we were going to get a Billy the Butcher like short film. Yeah. and I, I figured know. that he wasn't going to show up for a while. But he right in the second episode, fucking yeah. there he is back to normal. So like I definitely miscalculated that one. Yeah, and I thought uh, I thought that short was coming out at the same time as these three. For some yeah, reason. I did too. It does. It's not coming out till halfway through this season. Oh, weird. Yeah, I think it's launching alongside episode five or six. Oh, okay. Weird. But yeah, I, so far I like it. Other than the fact that I don't have all of it to watch. Um. Yeah. Did you hear what people are doing about that? What? There's a. A mass group of people that are quite uh, distraught and upset that they're released, that they did three episodes and now it's a weekly thing as opposed to just giving everyone the entire season. Okay. So in retaliation, because they're so genuinely upset and pissed off about this, a bunch of people, internet trolls, have been going on all the review sites and review bombing the shit out of season two. Oh, fuck off. Yep. I hate when people do that. Like. Yep. Get the fuck out of here. That's but, fucking stupid. Yeah, I completely agree, but... That's fucking stupid. Troll's gonna troll. Yeah, and like, I, I don't like it anymore that we only got three and then they're doing weekly, but at the same time, it's still a very good show. Yeah, it <laughs> like, is. Them doing weekly doesn't take away from my enjoyment other than the fact that I gotta wait to watch it. Mm-hmm. Other than I, that, like the first two episodes I watched, I think were extremely well done. Yeah, I really like the Seth Rogen cameo too. Yes, that although it's not as good as the fucking Chris Hansen cameo. That kind of surpro- or surpro- that surprised me cuz he's not very loved on the fucking internet these days. No. No. Um but I was like, "Oh shit, it's a Chris Hansen cameo. Get the fuck out." Um Yeah, that was interesting. The Seth Rogen one was really good too though. Um Yeah. The few cameos they did well because I was like totally didn't expect this show to have any sort of cameos like that, and they just fucking tossed them in. Yeah, 
Yeah, I was not expecting it. Yeah, but it's it's super solid, and they already kind of teased that uh, Supernatural guy's character in that second episode. Did they? Uh, oh, yeah, that, like, original superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when, uh, yeah. They're, yes, okay, I do recall that. She has the yeah. piece of paper, like the news article, and there's something written in Sharpie on the back and was like, have you ever heard of? Uh, that's not where I remembered. It was when Homelander was talking with like the head of the company and he was explaining how like compound B came to be. And he was talking about how they used it on the original guy in the like second world war. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that too. Cause there was one scene where like the older FBI agent that Billy goes and meets with after the funeral Oh, right. Right, and then at one point... He, oh, I guess maybe this was in the th- in the third episode. Like, not that it's a big spoiler, but, like, he calls her to, like, confirm yeah. something, and she is holding a, like, page of an old magazine, and it's got... Oh. And it's got a superhero on it, and she goes, have you ever heard of such and such? And he goes, no, why? And she goes, oh, never mind. And then she, like... It's like a magazine page that's been ripped out of a magazine, but it's like in a plastic sleeve. Oh. And she like turns it over and there's some stuff written in Sharpie on the back of that page. Oh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember uh, when we talked about that news of him coming in. I don't remember if they said what episode it is that he comes in or not. But I thought he, I don't think he comes in until the third season. Oh, is that the case? Yeah, like Could we're be. talking about... Um, Jensen Ackles? Yeah. Yeah, he's not joining till season three, oh. if I recall correctly. No, for some reason I thought he would pop in too. But I did. Did you notice Bobby Singer? No. Like Bobby from Supernatural? Oh. Oh, yes. I'm trying to remember where, though, but now that you said that. He was in the crisis room when, like, it yes. got revealed that yes. Compound V is what gives them their powers. That's right. Yes. Yes, that's right. Because I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh, shit, I got two people from Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's wait till the other guy, uh, Jared, he'll pop in. Padalecki? Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll pop in. That'd be cool. But, yeah. So, I'm I'm super happy with the three episodes yeah. I've seen so far, but... Yeah. I wish I had them all. Yeah, me too. I would have had that whole season burned already though. Yeah, that's true. But I think overall, like if you liked that first season, I think this is the same caliber as that second season. I mean we don't know yet because it's yeah. not all done yet, but at least from what I've seen so far, it seems like it is totally on par with what that first season is. So Well, and they're they're setting it up for a really interesting dynamic. Like I don't want to give you spoiler alerts because you haven't seen the third episode yet. But that new chick, whatever her name is, Stormfront. Oh yeah, yeah. She is not who she seems to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like, kind of got that sense in the first two episodes. So. Yeah. So like, what? When, after you watch the third episode, you'll be like, "Oh shit." Yeah, and I'm kind of like you saying that. Like, I'm I'm kind of glad they're shaking stuff up like that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes me excited. So. You watched that HBO show. Yeah, last night we were we watched that that tax collector, and then we watched Raised by Wolves yeah, right after really, before we went to bed. I've been really curious about Raised by Wolves because it's it's been getting 
some pretty good coverage and people seem to be liking it. If, if you like those Ridley Scott ones, like it very much uh, has a Prometheus feel to me. Oh, okay. So if you're on board with that. Yeah. So if you liked Prometheus and like that kind of world and that yeah. kind of like thing, then like this will probably be right in your wheelhouse. I only watched the first episode, so I can't say like give it a real thought so far. There's three episodes out so yeah. far. I was about to say, I don't think there's much out right now. No, there's not. So, like, it, it has me intrigued. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And there's there was some stuff in there that, like, man, like, in one scene, she just starts blowing fucking dudes up. Oh, like, shit. disintegrating them into, like, blood and guts and floating fucking blood cells and stuff. And it's like, oh, holy yeah. shit. I think I've never seen that in the trailer. So, it's it has potential. I can't comment too much on it. The first yeah. episode, it, it intrigued me. Yeah. So I'm going to watch a couple more. Yeah, I've been meaning to uh, to get to that because I, I want to check it out because it's like you said, I, I do like the Ridley Scott, like the world building, like around like Prometheus and all of that stuff. Like I think it's 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 usually very well done and it's always gorgeous. Like it's always really well shot. So mm-hmm. if there's something new kind of like that, sign me up. Yeah, I'll it definitely it has some real potential. That's for sure. Yeah, I'll check it out at the very least. But then we we watched Tax Collector right before that. Oh yes. Oh, uh, I gotta wonder if Shia has like watched the theatrical release of that movie yet. Probably not. If I was him, I wouldn't. Yeah. I... Well, for a couple reasons, like like the first one, obviously, like it was not a very good fucking movie. Yeah. But the other reason is, if I was Shia LaBeouf, I would be fucking pissed. About getting my entire chest tattooed for that fucking movie. Yeah, fair enough. Because, like, I kid you not, like, I you've seen the pictures, right? Yeah, like, of his yeah, chest tattoo. It's huge. No word of a lie. You only see it in one scene oh, for about God. five seconds. And it's while he's being tortured, so he's covered in blood. So you can see that he has, like, tattoos on his chest, but you can't even make out what the tattoos are. And it's That's... literally for like five seconds and not a steady shot either. It's like a torture scene. So like the camera's shaky and it's panning up and down. So like, honestly, for that scene, someone could have taken a Sharpie marker and just wrote words all over his chest and it would have looked the same. Uh, and that is of... the only time you see it. That's kind of amazing. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I like the whole time I'm watching, I was like, I was telling my friend, I'm like, oh, have you seen Shia? Like his chest, like he got all these actually tattooed on him for this fucking movie. And he was like, no. So like I showed him and he's like, whoa. And then the whole time we're both watching this movie, like waiting for some kind of like shirtless Shia scene. And like, you just don't get it until, until that one scene where he's being fucking tortured. And you don't even, like I said, he's covered in blood. So you can't see what it is. The camera shaky. Like if I was him, I'd be pretty, then again, no one asked him to do it. I mean, he fucking did yeah. it himself because he's Shia LaBeouf. But, like, you don't see it. It was completely and utterly fucking pointless. That's kind of crazy. And I also completely understand all the fan outrage where people are like, oh, Shia LaBeouf is, like, perpetrating or whatever Mexican culture. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he he's, not a, Mex- well he's not a Mexican guy in the movie, nor is he in real life. Right. And the majority of the movie... He doesn't like he doesn't even pretend that his character's from Mexico. Like even in the movie, his character is just a white dude. Okay, yeah. 
So he talks normally, but then periodically he gets like really angry with someone or if he's getting like real serious, he'll like, you know, yeah, yeah. bite down on his teeth, like out of anger, like he's seething with rage. And yeah. then he'll like speak with a slight Mexican accent, but then go back to talking like a normal white dude. Huh. So you're kind of like, what the fuck are you doing, Shia? Weird. Like that is definitely appropriating me like Mexican culture. Cause like, like I said, like a perfectly normal white accent, the whole movie. And then he'll be like up in someone's face and be like, you fucking know what I'm saying? And you're like, what? Why? And then he goes back to talking like a white dude. It doesn't make any sense, man. I, I, I didn't expect, you know, an amazing film going into no. it like i knew it was going to be a little ridiculous and i knew it wasn't yeah, going to yeah. be like an all-star film that i would think about and talk about for days yeah. but i did not expect it to be that bad because it was really bad like yeah. really really fucking bad yeah and there yeah. was and like we we watched it on like video on demand service and there's like a few scenes where like two of the main characters of that story are like talking back and forth in Mexican, like Spanish, oh, yeah. Yeah. and there's no subtitles. Oh. So there's a couple of like full-blown conversations that happen. You have no idea what they're saying. Oh, weird. Which was like, oh, okay. So we sat there while these two like spouted back and forth at each other for 45 seconds. No idea what the conversation was about. Huh. Weird. And that wasn't a case of like, oh, like subtitles just needed to be turned on. Like, they nope. I made, I went, I rewound and went back into the settings and made sure subtitles were on. Nothing. Huh. Weird. Yeah, it was super weird. Yeah, I always have a hard time with that because as someone who uses Plex a lot, subtitles can sometimes be tricky. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, like I have stuff integrated where it'll just auto source it and turn it on um, when it needs to. But every once in a while, it's like, should there be subtitles here? And it's like yeah. a question of like you don't know. Yeah, and it's like, and then it, it then it turns out it's an exposition that's like three minutes long, and it's like okay, there should be subtitles for this. <laughs> huh. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. George Lopez is in there. He showed up, and I was like, oh shit, George okay. Lopez. Okay, cool. But yeah, it was awful. It was a fucking terrible movie. Yeah, just terrible. I expected so much from David Ayers because like, end of watch. Is yeah. is I love that movie. Like I yeah, thought it was too. so good, and I I've seen it multiple times. Yeah, me too. He fucking crushed that movie, yeah. and then he puts out this, and it's just like, I'm I'm like starting to think like, did I, you really actually write this, or did someone write a script for you, and you're like, well, I can get this made, but I'm putting my name on it. Yeah, I, I like I don't know. Like I'm wondering if he not only didn't write the script, but if he even fucking read it. Yeah, I I almost like because I same thing. I really liked End of Watch and like everything that I've seen of David Ayer's after this. Like, kind of brings me to the conclusion that maybe David Ayer was a one hit wonder. <laughs> but it, yeah, maybe he, maybe he is because it was just it was so fucking. I can't. I don't know. Yeah. I I just I don't I don't know. Like I didn't hate Suicide Squad. Like Suicide Squad was was okay. End I, of Watch was amazing. Yeah, End of Watch Fury was, was a good movie. 
I never I never watched Fury. That's I think the only one of his I haven't watched. Training Day, phenomenal. Like he did the he did The Fast and the Furious. He did the original SWAT. Dark Blue. Like I liked a lot of these movies that he wrote. Yeah. And this one was just so fucking bad. Yeah. Like you know how sometimes you watch movies and you're like, "Oh, I feel like this is very similar to this or like, you know, you can kind of guess who had something to do with writing or directing it based on other bodies of work. Mm -hmm. Like if it weren't for the fact that his name is like all over the fucking intro and all over the credits, I never in a million years would have ever guessed that David Ayer had anything to do with this fucking film. Crazy. And it's, it is absolutely no wonder why they didn't even bother, bother with like, even a limited theatrical release. They're just like, like it's it's fucking bad. They're just like maybe this just needs to live on VOD. Fucking I wouldn't even like they should have just sent it straight to like Netflix and even Netflix was probably like eh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean I Yeah, I didn't have high hopes for the tax collector and I haven't seen it yet. Like I'll probably watch it at one one day probably. Um but it was never going to be planning on it soon. Well, and the, the other part that kind of blows my mind here is like, I don't typically go off of Rotten Tomatoes because like a lot of the times I'll watch a movie that I think is great and the critics will think it's awful. Yeah. But um, it's got like 18% on Rotten Tomato for critics, but somehow it's got a 72 for audience score. Oh, wow. Which I don't, I don't get. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. And yeah, like I, I typically never look at reviews. Like I'm one that I'm just like, oh, if I see something and that intrigues me, I'll check it out. Like I usually don't go see something based off of review. But I, <laughs> from the sounds of it, that maybe seems like that audience score is a little bit high. Yeah, I I, I feel like it's inflated because <laughs> there's no way that many people thought that movie was that good. It was bad. Fair enough. Fair enough. So skip the tax collector. Skip the tax collector. And maybe don't get a full chest tattoo. Yeah, that was fucking goddamn. I mean, it's Shia LaBeouf, so he's probably he was probably on board with it, regardless of whether it was shown in the movie or not. But oh man, but yeah, maybe. And poor Shia too. Like I imagine some of these people who signed up to be in this movie were like David Ayer. Oh yeah, fucking this movie and this movie. Yeah. Like those are all really good. Yeah. And then signed on to do this and thought it was going to be really well done. And then they like. Maybe they watched like a pre pre release copy and went, Oh my god, like this isn't what I thought this was when I was filming this. Looked at it and just went, Fucking what? Like, yeah. What the fuck like did it, I fuck, I need to book my next job before this comes out. Like the 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 plot and stuff was like in line with like David Ayer's stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, I feel he... like he just they like whoever edited that movie, I feel like the movie could have some redemption. If it was edited a little bit differently. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. like, yeah. Like, once the whole thing was completed, it was just... It's a fucking disaster. Weird. Yeah. The other one I forgot, which I just added to the list, is we also watched Bill and Ted Face the Music. Oh, how was that? I enjoyed it. Yeah. My friend, not so much. Okay. But, like, I mean... Is he it, Is it he, just more Bill and Ted? Yeah, like if you if you enjoyed like the first two Bill and Ted movies, then this is right in your fucking wheelhouse. Like yeah. if you got enjoyment and fun out of those movies, you're gonna get enjoyment and fun out of this movie. But if you didn't like those movies, then this isn't gonna redeem that that Bill and Ted franchise. Oh, okay. okay. Right? So like yeah. 
to me, it was like, I enjoyed it. Like I yeah. enjoyed the other Bill and Ted ones, but I mean, not everyone would, but yeah, there's a long list of like, like people that popped up in this movie that, excuse me, that were like famous, I guess, like oh, okay, Jillian yeah. Bell, who was in like Workaholics. Oh, yeah, she yeah. was in there and I was like, oh, cool. And they got Kristen Schlal, Schall. That name sounds familiar, but I can't place it. She she's she was the uh, the end of the world. That movie with the fucking SNL guy. Oh, where he grows the beard. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Like she's the one that he ends up marrying because he thinks she's the last woman on the world before other people oh, show right. up. Right. Yes. Yeah, and then they had like Samara Weaving. Oh, was in there, and like I really like her. I thought that. Uh, the one where she gets hunted by the rich family. Like I actually thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Huh. Aaron Hayes was in it. Jama Mays was in it. Hmm. They had little cameos by like Dave Grohl. Oh, right on. Kid Cuddy. Oh shit. Yeah. So like, I'd like, it was a fun, fun movie and I, I didn't yeah. mind it, but like my friend was super not impressed. He didn't even watch the whole thing. Like he <laughs> left with like 10 or 15 minutes left. He's like, I'm going to bed. And he just like walked away. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It usually takes quite a bit for me to like legit piece out of a movie like a half an hour towards the end where I'm just like, man, fuck it. I don't need the conclusion to this. No, if if I get like 20 or 30 minutes in and it's really not biting, it takes everything in my power to walk away because I'm like one of those people where like when I start watching something, I have to finish it for the most part. So, like, it takes a lot to get me to walk away. But that's only, like, within the first half hour-ish. Like, if there's only 15 minutes left in a movie, like, there's no stopping me. Like, I'm watching the last 15 minutes of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But I I enjoyed it. It was was fun. It was funny. The sense I've kind of been getting from it is, like, yo, if you like those Bill and Ted movies, this is more fucking Bill and Ted. So, if you're into that, it seems like this is probably a no-brainer to watch. Mm Mm-hmm. So I some I haven't seen any of the Bill and Ted's, so this has kind of been my excuse that like I'll probably just watch all of them mm-hmm. at some point. So yeah, and there's definitely like some references and characters that like were like the guy who plays Death, like it's the same guy who played Death in the original ones. Oh yeah. So like little shoutouts and callbacks and characters from the original too that if you haven't seen in a while. You oh, might okay. miss those references and stuff, oh, which, like, okay. I definitely did because it's been a long time since I've seen the original too. But right, but hmm. like, yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. Although it was it was difficult to watch Keanu at times. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Just because he's yeah, he's it's older. Not, it's yeah, it's, it's his. Not it's what he's his, been doing lately, right? Yeah, his body movements. Like yeah. you can tell, like watching this movie, that he's stiffer. Yeah, yeah, he's his, his whole body language is just stiffer, which is really weird because like you watch John Wick and he's stiff in some scenes, but I mean like he does a lot of like almost all those scenes himself where he's jumping and rolling and stuff, right? So it's yeah. definitely a little odd to see his his body movement so rigid, but that is true. But he is also not not a spring chicken either. Like I want to say mm-hmm. he's his, like he's in his late forties. 56. Yeah, so like it's... We like, looked it up. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a case of like all his energy probably goes into those John Wick stunts and then after that he's like, I'm really feeling doing these stunts. <laughs> yeah. You know, right? You know, it's... So yeah, like it's... I bet we don't see him in another action movie after those 
John Wicks that they announced where they're filming them back to back. Like, what is it, five and six or whatever? I believe so, yep. And then, like, I bet after those, and because he's doing that Matrix movie, I bet after that he's he's maybe done with the action movies. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. He'll be right up there in age at that point. Yeah. So, well, I'm I'm glad you like that. I'm glad that if like people like Bill and Ted, then it's just more of that. Because I think yeah. that's a lot of the times when people or when studios bring back these franchises, like years later, they end up trying to change them for like a newer audience kind of thing. And it seems like they kind of get away with get away from what the originals were. And it seems like this is maybe just like, yo, if you like those originals, you're going to like this. Yeah. That seems like a nice change of pace where they're just like, we made another Bill and Ted in 2020. Yeah, it it was enjoyable. Yeah, I'm glad. But don't watch Tax Collector. Fuck me. Fair enough. Skip New Mutants. And the Tax Collector. Yeah, carve out a lot of time for Tenant. Yeah, check out Raised by Wolves and the Boys. Yeah, exactly. That about sums it up. And if you're like me and you haven't seen American Horror Story, maybe try it out. Oh, so good. I can't wait for the next season. I'm dying for another season. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious. I'm hoping that I can like keep my my steady pace of like binging a season per week, but that's also binging a season per week when I've got a lot of other stuff on the go, so we'll see if yeah. I keep that momentum up, but so far I'm really liking uh that second season. So yeah. Right on, right on. Well, that's all I've got. Yeah, that's about all I got, too. Cool, cool. All right, well, then I'll catch you on the next one. Sounds good.